You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. On this spooky episode of the podcast, I have a chat to Keely from at Moonlight underscore book club. We have a chat about her bookstagram, as well as spooky reads that we are either reading this season or would recommend reading this season. Uh, this is a spoiler-free episode as well. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Keely, and welcome to the Bookstory Podcast for a second time. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. You're incredibly welcome. I couldn't think of another bookstagrammer to have this spooky-themed episode with. <laughs> I love Halloween. I love spooky season. So yes, this is perfect. This is exciting for me too. (laughs) Um, So let's like kick off the spooky read chat with my icebreaker question, which is what is a spooky read you recommend to everyone? I feel like I would happily give everyone a very long laundry list of spooky reads. Um, But the one that I always recommend and I'm kind of, is kind of my go-to recommendation is Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, um, because I feel like it perfectly embodies that kind of spooky atmosphere. So it is about this woman who has grown up, and when she was a child, she and her family for a very short period of time lived in a house that was allegedly haunted, and her dad became famous writing the story of their however many days, very short period of time that they lived in this haunted house. And so that story has kind of followed her and she felt a lot of resentment towards that. And now her dad has passed away and he left her the house and she's going back to it to try to find out, is it really haunted? So many spooky themes in that. (laughs) Yes. So it's a good thriller read. It's a good spooky read. It kind of has you on edge of like, you know, what it's a dual timeline. So part of it is like her dad's book about the hauntings. And then part of it is her fast forward, you know, 20 some years actually being back at the house and experiencing it in real time. I love a good dual timeline. Like I love a shift and change in timeline. I think that's a really motivating way to read. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It makes it go so fast. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Mine would be Anatomy by Dana Schwartz. So this was actually a book club read for me earlier this year. And it's spooky in the fact that it's actually about grave robbers. Well, there's grave robbers in the story. The grave robbers aren't actually the necessarily the protagonists um, in the story. Uh, it's also set in the moody city of Edinburgh during a time where science is flourishing. And uh, Hazel, who is our main protagonist in the story, she is on the cusp of the London season. So it has sort of like Bridgerton vibes to it too, I suppose. Um, and she suddenly turns her attention away from the dresses and away from getting married and an engagement um, into obtaining a license to become a surgeon. So she then has a chance encounter with Jack, who is a resurrection man. So as I mentioned before, grave robbers. So people who would resurrect bodies for in the name of science or in the name of like organ research. And he actually forces Hazel into this path of taking her hopes and dreams and sort of assists her along the way. It's a really good book and it's actually the most highly rated book club book so my book club's been going for about three years and this one's toppled everything else and the sequel which is called immortality is due to be published next year and i'm so excited for that oh my gosh that sounds so fun i've heard of that book and i've heard really good things but this is a good motivation for me to pick it up it's good and it's actually a ya read 
So it's easy to read and very like descriptive and the cover's so cool. So it's like the shape of a heart, but using a dress. Like it's just really clever. The cover for Immortality has a very similar theme to it as well. Like it's a stunning cover as well. So not just a good read, but something that looks very pretty on the shelf too. (laughs) Perfect. The best of both worlds then. (laughs) So Keely, you have a bookstagram account and you have actually featured on a previous episode of the podcast and that you would have been on the uh, Christmas episode last year as well, uh, giving a Christmas recommendation for Those of my listeners who haven't yet listened to uh, that episode that you were on last year, all about the X talk, can you describe your bookstagram feed? Yes, absolutely. So um, I kind of mix a couple different things into my feed. I really love cozy vibes, especially in the fall and the winter. I live in Minnesota in the United States, so we get a really beautiful fall and like a very long winter season here. So I feel like I really lean into um, a lot of kind of just cozy pictures and book settings. Um, But then also I do a lot of book art. So I take books and um, form them into scenes or shapes that reflect things that I'm reading or just like funny reading puns and stuff. So I do a lot of that as well. So I post a lot of book reviews and just general like book recommendations or book lists or book aesthetic picks. Also that book art. Um, Sometimes I dabble a little bit in reels just if it looks fun to me. So a little bit of everything, but I feel like probably what people know me the most for is having a very spooky and cozy feed in the fall or in autumn. Um, And then for the book art that I do. Yes, I would echo all of those things that you've said about your account for sure. And looking forward to the fact that you'll have a new edition potentially featuring in some of your full pictures <laughs> in the next few yes, so <laughs> Yes, so we're recording this early, um, but I am currently pregnant and due with my first child soon. And so I will get to have a sweet little baby through the fall this year, which is really exciting. <laughs> I'm through spooky season. <laughs> How many spooky clothes have you bought for your child? Like the limit does not exist. Like so <laughs> many. I cannot resist super cute baby Halloween clothes. Like, we have too many. <laughs> no, limit does not exist, as you said. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also so many baby Halloween books. They're just so cute. Like little kids, spooky books. I have um a book cart for my baby and there's a whole entire row that is all spooky spooky reads nice (laughs) and what are some other bookstagram accounts that you love yeah I love so many bookstagram accounts I feel like I could do this forever um I feel like if you are looking for other fall cozy spooky feeds two that I would really recommend would be Shaylee who was actually on the podcast with me before in our previous episode her um her account name is to read or to write. Um, and she also like really loves a cozy fall aesthetic, does book art. She does some really hilarious reels as well. Um, and then another one that I would recommend, especially for spooky books, um, is Mina, who is book double underscore Skywalker. So she, she loves Star Wars too, but she particularly loves um 
like horror and thriller and sci-fi books. So if you are a spooky reader, that would be a great person to follow. And she has like the most beautiful autumn feed every year too. Thank you. Two two accounts that are well worth uh, checking out. And I know that uh, Shaylee also really enjoys some Riley Sega reads too. (laughs) Yes, she does. Both of them do. (laughs) Mina does as well. So. Hey listeners, you may or may not know, but the Bookstoring Podcast is purely a passion project fueled by a love of books. If you're enjoying this episode and want to show your support, why not shout me a coffee via Kofi? Or actually, it would be a chai latte as I don't drink coffee. You can find the donation link in the link tree on my Instagram page or in the show notes. Okay, time to jump back into the book chat. So we're going to jump into the book chat now. Uh, the theme of the episode is spooky reads and it is in celebration of Halloween, uh, which by the time this episode will um, go alive, so to speak, it will be well and truly Halloween season. So I thought it would probably be a good idea to first of all define what we mean by spooky book. So this is what I came up with and then feel free to agree or to disagree or to alter uh, what I say. So in my mind, uh, spooky books are things such as horrors or thrillers Maybe it's a book that includes a spooky setting or some kind of unsettling, unfamiliar character. Maybe there's some fantasy, like Halloween-y vibes um, or just anything that kind of makes your skin crawl. Yeah, I love that definition. Um, When I think of spooky books, I think of anything that kind of gives you that same type of feeling that uh, a Halloween season gives you where it's that kind of like it's fun to be scared or it's fun to be a little creeped out or dealing with the weird. Um, So I think most often of thriller or horror books, but then also anything that might feature um, a spooky character. So um, which can border on some fantasy, like you said, so witches or werewolves or fairies or anything like that. So a, a broad category. Definitely. And are some of those reasons that you listed the reason why you love spooky books so much? Yes, definitely. So um, I have always been a huge fan of Halloween and spooky season. Like before I loved spooky books, I loved Halloween (laughs) before I could read. Um, And my mom talks about how when I was just a little kid, I just loved Halloween, even when I was tiny and would look forward to it every year. And so as I grew older, I have kind of always just had this love of that, that feeling of being scared, but not like so scared that you, you can't function. Right. (laughs) Um, And also like that kind of magical feeling of Halloween that like anything could happen. And I feel like when I read a really good thriller or really thoughtful, like horror book, I get that same feeling, like that feeling of this is really scary, but in a fun way, or this is like so weird or magical or such a different experience. And you get that, that feeling of it, like, it's just like that, that fun, scared, weirded out feeling. It really almost feeds into that idea of escapism a little bit too. Like it's, you're feeling something you don't necessarily feel day to day. Or hopefully yeah, don't absolutely. feel day to day. 
Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if there was like a real serial killer on the run in my town, I would be like the most scaredy cat, terrible. Like I would never be like any protagonist in any of the thriller (laughs) books I love, but like to read about them, it's like so fun to be like, how would I like handle this situation? (laughs) Or like, I would totally like be able to pull off this super smart, sneaky plan, (laughs) right? So I um, I agree with what you like most of what you say about the reason why I do enjoy a spooky book. And when I say spooky books, for most for most part, I'm not a huge fantasy reader, so a lot of it uh, comes down to thriller uh, reads or things that probably have like spooky characters or unsettling settings. Uh, but yeah, my my reason why I do like it is because it does take me out of my comfort zone. A thriller is quite often something I can read very quickly and will pull me out of a reading slump. And I also like that it's different to horror films or thriller films where you can actually, as you read, imagine what you want to imagine and leave the bits out that you don't want to imagine. So uh, reading a, a thriller is so much better for me than watching a thriller because I am very squeamish and can't really cope when I'm watching them. (laughs) I feel the exact same way. I um, am not a huge like horror movie person. Like I I like them for the fun of things, but um, visually things scare me a lot when I see them. And so when I'm reading and can imagine them for myself, I find that I don't get scared the same way. And so it's like a nice way for me to engage in that, that scared feeling without, yeah, being actually giving given nightmares you know <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so what is a new release spooky book that you're going to be reading this spooky season so many I'm always excited um a couple that I have on my list are um Daisy Darker which is the new Alice Feeney book she also wrote Rock Paper Scissors and His and Hers are the two books that are coming to the top of head, my head for me Um, And I heard that it opens on Halloween, so I'm really excited to read that one, and I'm saving it for a little bit farther. It might be kind of like my kickoff to Spooky Season, which for me starts on September 1st, so that might be kind of like my kickoff book. Um, And then I'm also really excited for Tiffany D. Jackson's new book. She writes YA, um, some thriller, some horror, and I really liked White Smoke from her last year. And she has one coming out this year. I think it's called The Weight of Blood. And I believe that it's kind of a play on the horror movie movie Carrie. And so I always am just like love what she writes. And she writes a lot of um, social commentary in her thrillers. And so I'm always really interested in kind of what, what she is, what she's talking about or like what social issues and stuff she's discussing through the trope of a thriller or horror book. So that as well. Um, And then Erin Sterling has another book coming out. She wrote the X-Hex last, or yes, the X-Hex last year. Um, And I think it's called The Kiss Curse. And she just like has really cute, fun, Halloween-y settings. And, you know, I think that one of the main characters is a witch. So super fun for Halloween. Oh, I didn't realize that she had a new one coming out. That will be my answer too, because I actually didn't have anything written down. (laughs) I I think it comes out late September. Oh, okay. Awesome. Who knows if that's when it'll actually come out here though. I know it actually took a while for me to get my hands on the X-Hex 
So I was seeing it in all of the American bookstagrammers pages and I really liked the sound of it, but it seemed to take a really long time for it to be released here in Australia. So, but that's okay. I'll cross my fingers (laughs) for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So I've got a number of different questions for you that are about a variety of things to do with spooky reads. And most of them were just ones that came into my head, Uh, but I do enjoy a good romance. And um, as we said, the X hex by Erin Sterling, that probably fits this genre uh, where it's a bit of a spooky read, but there is also a thread of romance. So do you have a favorite book that, is a spooky cross romance read. I do. This is actually one of my favorite reads from last fall. And it's one that I always am recommending for people who love Halloween, love spooky season, but a thriller or a horror novel is just not going to be their thing. Um, and that is the book How Sweet It Is by Dylan Newman. So it is between a, a guy who writes horror novels and he is like looked at by the public as like this terrifying scary horror novelist like people have all these rumors about him that he like drinks blood or like who knows like just crazy horror things um and then an event planner who is charged with planning his um latest big book launch and so um it is it it's not spooky in that it like there's no there's no thriller or horror aspect and there's no like there's no magic in it um but it takes place in this like small new england town the um both of them like love halloween the book release is going to be on halloween night so there's a lot of like fun small town kind of think like gilmore girls small town halloween activities and stuff going on And so it is just like the perfect fall reading setting. And there's just like this really sweet romance at the center of it too. I think I'll be adding that one to my TBR for sure. (laughs) I hope you like it. (laughs) I haven't got one that I've actually read, but I have one that's sitting on my TBR that I actually think suits this category of a spooky cross romance read. And that's The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. So it... It seems a bit bookish in the fact that Florence, who's who the lead, Florence, who is the lead character, is a ghostwriter for a prolific romance uh, novelist. Uh, so her new editor um, is meant to be a super handsome man who won't give her an extension on the book deadline. So she's struggling with this uh, concept of being a ghostwriter for a romance author. And she has just suffered a terrible breakup. So that's like why she kind of needs the deadline. Um, But then we sort of fast forward uh, a little bit and suddenly she finds her, she finds a ghost standing at a funeral parlor front door and he seems to be super handsome and also infuriating. Um, And she's just ultimately very confused about why he's actually there. So uh, he is her new editor as well. I think (laughs) it's hard to talk about a book when you haven't read it. (laughs) I have heard about that good, that book and I've heard really good things that is on one of my, um, my fall reading list as well. Excellent. Um, Yeah. It sounds, it sounds cool. It sounds a little bit like enemies to lovers uh, with a little bit of a, like a supernatural sprinkling through it. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fun way to do it. I'm excited to read it. Yes. <laughs> and um yeah, any any romance that's done a little bit differently is um good in my book. Agreed. 
So we've talked a little bit about romantic reads. We have already talked a little bit about uh, this category as well, but what is a book for you that's set in the perfect spooky season? I would recommend How Sweet It Is, again, just for like the really sweet small town fall setting, I think is really great. Um, Two other ideas though, Pumpkin Heads is a graphic novel that takes Mm. place on... Um, like at a pumpkin farm and where they have like hay rides and a haunted house and you know like fall treats and stuff so if you want that just kind of like a perfect fall night that is a great one um, and then also chasing the boogeyman if you want something spookier is um, is like a, a horror thriller book and it's written as though it's a true crime um, but it, 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 I promise it's false, which is, which is good because it's pretty spooky. Um, but there is a description of Halloween in that book and like some events that take place on a Halloween night that just perfectly capture um, like this nostalgic Halloween feeling. So I would recommend that as well. My answer for this one is The X-Hex, which I know we've mentioned a number of times, and I've probably mentioned it a few times on the podcast now as well, but it just, it just for me was set during a perfect fall season, and coming from Australia, we don't really get a fall, or not even, not in Queensland where I live, so um, during autumn this year, I did actually travel down south and we down south, they have the beautiful like autumn leaves and the crisp mornings. And it's very much so autumn vibes down there, not so much in Queensland. So this would be my picturesque ideal of what uh, an autumn season would look like. Uh, but in particular, it is set in Graves Glen. Graves Glen has that um, Stars Hollow, Gilmore Girls kind of vibes to it as well. And there is this beautiful description of place. Nestled in the valley, Penhaven College is a little gem of red brick buildings and green grass, tall oak trees and neatly trimmed hedges. And Vivi loved it more than a person should probably love her workplace. But she did love it, especially now with the first hint of fall in the air, the leaves orange, the sky purple. Penhaven was always at its best at autumn. So was all of Graves Glen. Vivi noticed that the decorations for tomorrow's Founders Day, the beginning of Graves Glen's big Halloween season, were up. There were the electric candles in the window of the written word, the town's bookshop, and plastic pumpkin decals stuck to the door of the coffee cauldron. Of course, Elaine and Gwyn's store, Something Wicked, was all decked out, and Vivi was pretty sure she even spotted a dangling bat in front of her accountant's office. As she hadn't grown up in this little slice of perfection in North Georgia mountains. Um, and then, yeah, it goes on to a little bit more. But, yeah, that's... That's just perfect. Yes, sound, sounds um, very much so. <laughs> so my next question for you, Keely, is what spooky read trope is your favourite? And feel free to list a few books that embody this trope. I feel like I have multiple answers for everything. So I'm so sorry. I really love spooky things. The first trope that I love is spooky haunted places so like home before dark like when all the girls are sleeping like when the reckoning comes um so books that are about a place that is maybe haunted maybe not maybe just spooky things have happened there 
Um, also like Simone St. James's books as well. So the book of cold cases um, and the sundown motel are just great. I just love that, that idea of a spooky haunted place and try to figure out if it's haunted or not, why it's haunted. Um, I myself would probably never want to spend any time in a place that was haunted, but in a book, I would love to spend all day there. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is I love a good dark academia thriller. So I love school settings, especially I think in the fall. I work in higher education myself, but also just growing up in in school, you know, fall also kind of signals to me a new academic year, a new school year. I think that college and university campuses in the fall are just beautiful places and there's like a unique magic and buzz about them so when a thriller is set there I think that's really fun as well so um I loved the it girl by Ruth Ware this that came out this summer that is a perfect I think it takes place at Oxford so great academia setting um also I really like the Ivies one of us is lying a Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Um, the Mary Shelley Club is takes place in a school setting. So those dark academia vibes as well. Excellent. Have you ever read um, When We Were Villains? I haven't, no. That would be something that would suit that dark academia vibe for sure. And it's a little bit thrillery in the way it's written as well. You kind of don't know who did it. I'll have to write that down and remember that. Okay, yeah. love that. It's also very poetic in nature as well. Like it's quite well written too. Oh, right. awesome. I love that. I love a good, well-written or thoughtful story as well. Kind of reminds me of um, also The Secret History by yes. Donna Tartt is kind of like that. It's I think it might be categorized as a mystery or a thriller, but it's really more kind of just like a literary fiction but again, that kind of that really beautiful writing at a in an academic setting. Yeah, that one's been sitting on my TBR for a little bit too long, I think. <laughs> so that covers a few of your favorite tropes. But who do you think would be your favorite spooky author, and what books of theirs do you love? I feel like I have such a basic answer for this, but I genuinely really love Riley Sager's books. Um, I love the way that he often will take a familiar thriller trope and then kind of challenges himself to flip that trope on its head. So he has written five or six books today, six, I think now. I've read them all and I genuinely really like all of them. My favorite one is The Last Time I Lied, which takes place at a summer camp, and it kind of fits that uh, spooky, haunted setting aspect of that it is this woman who was a camper at this camp when she was a, a young teenager, and while she was there that summer, three girls from her cabin went missing, and they had never been, have never been found, and the camp shuts down. Now, several years have gone by, she's an adult, and they're reopening the camp for the first time, and she has the opportunity to go back for the summer and work there as the art teacher, and she wants to find out what happened to them, and there's a lot of questions about it, the lake 
maybe being haunted or the air, the camp itself being cursed. And so some stuff like that. Riley Sager also wrote Home Before Dark, which I say is my like go-to spooky season recommendation. But I like all of his books for different reasons. And they're all very different. Definitely need to get some Riley Sager, I think, after this co- this conversation. <laughs> yes, you'll have to let me know if you if you enjoy his books. Definitely. He writes um, a lot of the like final girl trope. So um a lot of times mm. you see that like strong female protagonist in some sort of impossible situation cool I do enjoy a book with a strong female protagonist (laughs) Uh, my favorite spooky author would have to be JP Pomare so he's a New Zealand author um, and yes he primarily writes thrillers Um, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite though I really like most of his books actually Um, I just recently read his new release Uh, which was The Wrong Woman, and that was sort of a redemption trope where he, we have a detective returns to his hometown, but he's there to investigate insurance fraud, and basically what he uncovers is sort of more than he bargained for. I also like that he quite often has a shift in narrators as well, so you're getting that changing perspectives and those little cliffhanger endings. I also really like in the clearing of his, it was uh, has a bit of a cult vibe to it and for a really short psychological thriller I would also recommend Tell Me Lies uh, which is about a psychologist Margot who has uh, some interesting clients who uh, tend to lie to her um, that one in particular ends up costing her quite a lot in her life so the blurb says her family and her freedom but yeah so there's it's it's really well done. If you haven't yet re- read anything by a JP Pomare, I highly recommend it. I'm very intrigued. I haven't read any of his books, so I will have to get them on my list. I do like that a few of them are also either set in Australia or New Zealand as well. Like it's quite often we pick something up and it's set in the US or and even like the UK. So it's cool to kind of pick up something that's uh, a bit closer to home. Yeah, absolutely. Makes it a bit more spooky. (laughs) (laughs) So is there a spooky read that has ever surprised you? That is a good question. Um, I think my answer to that one would be Chasing the Boogeyman, uh, which I mentioned earlier. It's written as though it is a true crime book, but it's actually fiction And the author who wrote it is essentially placing himself back in his hometown in his period, in this period of his life. Um, And so he's placing himself back into this, what we, what you know is false going into it, a serial killer situation going on in his true hometown um, and I think what surprised me about it was just I had never read a book like that before. Um, I've read true crime books and I've read thriller and horror books, but I've never found one that like kind of blended those lines of fiction and nonfiction so much. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it it really intrigued me. So I would say that surprised me, not necessarily in that I was surprised by a big twist. I've definitely been surprised by twists in other thriller books. And I think there are a lot of authors that have really clever 
twist in their books. But this one was just such a unique read and just so surprising to me in that it was almost a genre that I wasn't familiar with before reading. I love when you pick up that like hybrid of genre as well, where it's like really hard to pin it down into one specific genre. It was like when I read it, I knew that it was fiction because I had read other people's reviews and I still multiple times stopped reading to Google to see if it was real, like see if it had actually happened because I was so convinced. Mine would be the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. So this was another book club read. It's probably not one I would have picked up had it not have been a book club read. The reason why it surprised me is I just didn't really think it would be my kind of thing. So um, again, as I've said before, fantasy is not really my vibe, but there was, um, look, look, there's a hint of a, there's a vampire in it. There's definitely a vampire in it. And that kind of always threw me like, oh, here we go. Like, oh, this, this will be hard. But I actually really enjoyed it. I think I really enjoyed it, particularly because we had a female protagonist. Her name is Patricia. it's actually set amongst a book club as well. So if you like books about book clubs um, or you're looking for a a seasonal book club read, I highly recommend this one. And essentially one evening after book club, uh, Patricia is viciously attacked by an elderly neighbor. And then uh, she also brings into question the neighbor's handsome nephew. His name's James Harris. So the, the story kind of like I don't think it moves too fast. It's actually probably quite slow paced in the, in its telling, but it's definitely spooky. There's definitely a little bit of gore involved. Um, I was able to swallow it. It was okay. Like it, it didn't really creep me out too much again. Cause I think I could pick and choose what I imagined, uh, but it, yeah, it really surprised me. I was like, I'm not going to like this. And I did actually really like it. <laughs> I really have to hand it to Grady Hendrix as a horror writer. I have Mm. read, I think, all of his books, and they are all so incredibly creative and different. So if you want to be surprised by someone, he is a a perfect example. He actually has a new book coming out in January, too, which I can't remember the exact name of, but it's something about, like, guide to selling a haunted house. So super fun. (laughs) And I think it might be him too that released a book that looks a bit like an Ikea catalog. Yeah, Horror Store is what it's called. Horror Store, yeah, yes. And that's always intrigued me. Like I don't necessarily want to buy it, but I kind of just want to go and have a look at what it actually looks like. Like I just want to pick up a copy and flick through it. Yes, it is. I have read it and it is a novel, but when you pick it up, it looks like it is an Ikea catalog and it's place it takes place at what is essentially an Ikea um and (laughs) so there's this really funny trope of it being like a horror movie set in an Ikea store and then kind of having the just like funny universal jokes about Ikea like having to assemble everything and like the showroom being a maze and stuff it's that is a really clever book Okay, so maybe I do need to get a copy of it then. (laughs) Uh, My last question for you about spooky reads before we end with a quick this or that is what's a spooky read on your TBR? I mean, I feel like my whole TBR is spooky reads. I have so many I want to read. I talked about some of the new releases that I'm excited for. 
but another one that this actually came out, I think maybe even two years ago that I am excited to read is called Clown in a Cornfield. And um, there was just a sequel to it that came out as well. But my friend Mina, whose account I mentioned earlier, Book Skywalker, she absolutely loves this series and says that it's just a really great um, fall spooky setting because it's a, it's a horror movie or a horror book. It's cornfields. It's like the creepy clown thing, which I've never been a huge like creepy clown person, but it just sounds really fun. It has a really creepy cover of like a cornfield of a like creepy smiling clown face. So that is one that I'm really prioritizing this spooky season. Um, mine would be a thriller one. Um, it's hopefully one I'm hoping so to get up in my next book club voting. <laughs> but it's called The Last Housewife by Ashley Winstead. So essentially it is about two girls, so Shay and Laurel, um, who went to college together. And whilst they were there at college, they kind of get swept up in what I think is a cult. And again, it's difficult to say because I haven't read the book. So I always sort of struggle a little bit to talk about TBR. Um, But then uh, what happens is Laurel dies and Shay then recruits the help of a podcast host to try and then search for answers about Laurel's death and disappearance. And it kind of connects back to their college years together. So I'm assuming there might be a little bit of like flicky timelines. Um, But I mean, I have a podcast, so I usually like reading about things that are set in a podcast, Um, kind of like Sadie. I can't think of the the author's name um, where, the, where there is a like podcast genre that threads through the narrative as well. But uh, this one sounds really cool and I'm looking forward to picking it up. I'm excited for that one too. I'm on hold for that one at the library and waiting for it to come in. I also loved her other book in, um, in my dreams, I hold a knife. That's a great mm. dark academia thriller. If you're looking for one like that. Yeah, I haven't um I haven't read that one, but yeah, I've definitely seen the cover. Like it's a pretty um unmissable cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's my last bookish question for you or book question for you. Uh we're now going to play a quick game of this or that. So, I'm going to tell say uh this or that and you have to pick one or the other uh quite quickly if you can. This is a quick fire round. So you ready? Okay, the pressure. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Bookstore or library? Library. Rainbow stack or neutral stack? Rainbow. Reading on the couch or reading in bed? Bed. Slow read or binge read? Binge read. Unlimited free books or live inside your favorite book? Unlimited free books. <laughs> Good job. That was probably the quickest I think I've ever done that. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I put a lot of pressure on myself to choose quickly. So I stand <laughs> by my answers though. Keely, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Bookstone podcast. Thank you so much for having me and happy spooky reading to everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bookstorian podcast. If you've enjoyed it, show your support by following, subscribing, and rating the show wherever you listen, as well as sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to go the extra mile, you can shout me a coffee via Kofi. It's super easy to navigate and you don't need an account to donate. You can find the link in the show notes along with a full list of all the books and other media mentioned in this episode. 
Finally, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow my latest guest as well as my bookstagram at bookstorian underscore and podcast account at the bookstorian podcast.